hello and welcome to another episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and friends. And today I have a brand new friend that I've never talked to before. So you will be able to eavesdrop on our very first conversation, but Every once in a while, you meet someone that you feel as if you've known forever because they share one of your passions. And when I saw Christine Delosier's book called Diet for Great Sex, I flipped out because I have always had the suspicion that I'll bet what we eat has a lot to do with whether we are in the mood or not in the mood or how we feel about our bodies or our hormone balances or whatever. So she has put out this book, Diet for Great Sex, Food for Male and Female Sexual Health. And she is here with us today to just give us an overview about what she has learned in her journey. So Christine, thank you for taking the time to connect with us. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I love the show. It's wonderful. Thank you. Well, tell us how you got started in in just being interested in this topic. Sure. So a, I am an acupuncturist in private practice, and most acupuncturists specialize in things like back pain, neck pain, and I did plenty of that, you know, right out of college. And one day, one of my patients who I was treating for back pain said to me, he said, well, is there anything that you could do for... Um, to help me have stronger erections. And I said, sure, you know, I've learned this in school and we'll give it a go, but you may not like where I'm going to place the needles. And, you know, so I asked him if he would mind and he said, sure. So we got started with that. He had really good results. And then I treated a few other patients and after I asked, him who where also- Where do you put needles under those conditions? One of the places that we put them is in the perineum. It's, it's the area between the testicles and anus or the vagina and anus. And that's an area which is a major crossing point of nerves associated with sexual function. And it really does help. So we had such good results with acupuncture that I started specializing in sexual health in my private practice. And I've always been passionate about diet and nutrition. So I decided to merge the two and I always talk to my patients about what they're eating and how their diet is supporting what we're doing in the office, you know, with acupuncture. So when I sat down to write this book, I looked at a lot of research. So I was trained as a research scientist. Um, I never went into that career, but I developed an appreciation for the scientific method. And what I did was I looked at loads and loads of clinical and epidemiological research to see, okay, has this been studied scientifically? Is, is there evidence that shows that what we eat affects desire, libido, pleasure, and sexual function? And the answer was a very strong yes. Well, I love that you've stumbled into this field very organically, just following one passion after another, and that you've allowed these two passions to intersect. So what, what did you learn? What, tell us the biggest culprits. Tell, for, before you tell us what to eat, tell us what we shouldn't be eating. Sure. Well, first, let me tell you what great sex looks like physiologically. Okay. So you know, psychologically, we all kind of know what great sex looks like, you know, it, it's a great connection, it's a lot of other things that go into that. Physiologically, great sex is when our nerves are firing very strong, rapid impulses to and from our genitals. 
it's when we have really good blood flow. And that's really? not wow. just important. For, yes, you know, and we all know that that's important for male sexual function. Most people don't realize that women need adequate blood flow for arousal, for pleasure, for orgasm, for all of those things. You're singing and then my song the, now. <laughs> yes. And then the third piece of that is sex hormones and their balance. And when those are in balance, we have optimal libido and optimal pleasure. So when we think about a diet that's going to foster that trifecta of great sex, we want to think about foods that deliver more blood flow, that strengthen nerve conduction and that balance sex hormones. And surprisingly, there, there are food patterns that do that over the long haul. And then there's even foods that kind of do that over the short haul. And let me tell you, to answer your question, two things that are probably the worst short-term foods for great sex are salt and fat. When you get eat a very fat-heavy meal, your arteries actually stiffen measurably within a couple hours of eating it, and that's shown uh, in research. When we eat a high salt meal, like with processed foods, you know, the TV dinners or the canned foods, our arteries also stiffen. And there's also been research showing that even if you have a really high, really sugary meal, testosterone drops quickly after eating that. So when we're thinking about our Valentine's Day meal, you know, what we're going to have, we might be wanting to think of you know, staying away from those foods and then having some of the other foods that we'll talk about that actually have measurable benefit within a couple hours as well. Of course, eating regularly, long-term for sexual function is going to give you the most benefit. So let me ask this question. When you started out with the fat being a big culprit, what about the keto diet where people are using fat as their main source of energy? Right, right. That's a big issue with, in my opinion, with keto in general. I've seen people do well on keto, but loading up on that much fat, I don't think that has a positive effect in the long run, especially, but if you can incorporate lots and lots of fruits and vegetables and leafy greens in particular, you can help to have a little bit more balance in the diet. Um, so there's also a difference between fat. So if we're talking about something like refined oils and greasy fried foods, that's gonna be a much bigger hit to your arteries than something like fresh grass-fed beef or salmon, you know, wild salmon that has omega-3s. Or olive oil on vegetables or, no. Exactly. Um, the salmon, for example, uh, omega-3s have been shown to make blood vessels more elastic, both in the short term and the long term, which is going to help deliver more blood flow to the genitals. Mm -hmm. So salmon is a, is a plus. Definitely. Definitely. And you can get, if you're vegan, if anybody's vegan, they can get uh, that from walnuts as well, you know, or chia seeds, they can get some omega-3s. Okay. So salmon, walnuts, chia seeds. I've never heard anybody mention salmon in a bad light. 
It's always right. like one of the top healthiest foods. Unfortunately, it's one of my favorites. So uh, are there things that we can put on our salmon that even take it a little bit further in a good direction? Absolutely. One of my favorite things to put on salmon besides fresh herbs is mushrooms, sauteed mushrooms. And there's a whole chapter on mushrooms in the book because they are loaded with benefits to great sex. Some people don't like mushrooms and it's so unfortunate because they're so versatile and they affect that entire trifecta of great sex. They really strengthen our nerve conduction measurably and there's tons of studies to show this. They make our blood vessels more elastic. They protect our heart. You know, they have tons of cardiovascular benefits and they even um, help balance hormones as well. So they help that entire uh, great sex trifecta, which is wonderful. Now I've heard that um, there are certain foods that are shaped like organs in our bodies and that that gives you a pretty good indicator of what they would be good for. So for example, our brain looks kind of like a walnut and walnuts are really good for our brain. And I think that there was a strawberry or something like that, but think about the shape of a mushroom and I can envision <laughs> that would be really good for male sexual health. I had also read that mushrooms are great for warding off breast cancer. Have you ever heard of yeah, that? Absolutely. There, yeah, I saw a lot of research on it, specifically on women who eat mushrooms uh, when they're in recovery and they have a better chance of being cancer-free at follow-up after eating, increasing their mushroom intake. Particularly, there's some that are studied more than others. One of those is gonaderma which isn't typically a culinary mushroom, but every mushroom has its unique benefits, including simple white button mushrooms. And the coolest thing about mushrooms is that they offer their benefits via our microbiome. So they actually improve diversity of beneficial organisms in our digestive tract, which then in turn affect health, you know, overall health and specifically sexual health. Right. I know that the gut biome is incredibly important to every part of your body. And so I can imagine that the sexual functioning is no different, that it would be benefited by a healthy gut biome. So tell us more. Are there other specific fruits, vegetables, nuts, meats, grains that we should steer toward? Absolutely. What I really want you to do is like <laughs> span the camera over and just show us your pantry and your refrigerator. <laughs> I would do that. I would. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I've, I've actually done that before for, for a new segment. I, I made all the foods that I was talking about and showed them and it was pretty fun and time consuming. <laughs> yeah, I would only imagine. For it, but just tell us right now I have I have a couple of heads of rotting lettuce in my fridge I don't think you want to see that (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who doesn't always use all my produce before it goes bad but now when you go into a grocery store what do you avoid and what do you grab so if you were to make one change for the bedroom I would say this most days eat a salad for lunch. I'm not talking about iceberg lettuce, I'm talking about a nice spinach or romaine, green leaf, throw in some cauliflower or broccoli if you like it, throw in some mushrooms if you like that, you can throw in some protein, whatever whatever kind of protein you like, whether it's salmon or, or whether it's something else, but include leafy greens. 
Leaves are the best thing that you could put in your body for sex because again, just like mushrooms, they affect all aspects of great sex. They have naturally occurring nitrates, which cause vasodilation. So they, they can in the short term bring more blood flow. So if you eat them a couple hours before date night, uh, that would be a good choice. But also in the long term, they they basically nourish blood vessels so that they deliver more blood. They make them more elastic and elastic blood vessels are good for delivering blood to our genitals in the, in the critical moment. They also actually help balance sex hormones. So one of the things that leafy greens does is it reduces cortisol levels. Cortisol is a stress hormone which sabotages our testosterone. And when we eat leafy greens, we find that we get more optimal testosterone. And that's important for male and female uh, libido and many aspects of, of health in general. Okay. They also have antioxidants. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, well, I was gonna say that if you aren't crazy about salads, if leafy greens aren't your thing, even though I love to just chop up spinach and romaine and toss in a bunch of other vegetables and I've created mason jar salads where you can make them days in advance and just dump it in a bowl and then you're, you're good to go for several days, like meal prep or whatever. But if salads aren't your thing, I would assume that broccoli and Brussels sprouts, those type of leafy greens would also have a similar effect. So broccoli and Brussels sprouts actually have their own unique benefit to sex that they bring to the table. They have these sulfuric compounds that reduce inflammation and that help balance out our body chemistry. Leafy greens are unique in some of the things that they bring to the table. One of them is a thing called thylakoids, and it's a substance that, again, helps, um, helps balance our bodies. But if you're not into salads, you can have things like kale. You know, you can throw it in the oven and, and maybe put spray a little bit of olive oil on it, have some kale yeah, chips. People don't like salads. They're probably not going to be into kale. <laughs> <laughs> But you're saying that you can cook you it. You got me on that one. <laughs> you can turn it into <laughs> chips. I like to also, um, like if spinach is about to go bad, I put it in the freezer and then I can use it in a smoothie. I can make a chocolate smoothie. And even though it turns out green, you would never know that spinach was in there. So you can hide the leafy greens really well. Or another thing I like to do is throw a ton of spinach in a pan with olive oil and garlic and onions and maybe some mushrooms because it wilts down so small. And so it, you're getting a really condensed dose of those leafy greens by just making sauteed spinach. Sometimes I put cream cheese in it or whatever, but uh, yeah. Okay. So leafy greens, definitely want to stock another, up. Another thing along those lines is that I like to do, especially when it comes to my family and I'm the cook. So I get to choose what goes in there and they might not even ever know. Uh, I throw handfuls of kale into my soup or into my pasta <laughs> yeah. sauce. Like Jim Gaffigan's <laughs> kale. You may not like kale, but you might be eating it without knowing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so besides that, besides leafy greens, um, again, cruciferous are great to include. But overall, now what is cruciferous for the, for the people who don't know what cruciferous means? Those we're talking about: cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, okay. cabbage. Um, radish, uh, those are all in that brassica family. What beets, uh, you know, I don't know if they're in that family, but they're really rich in both naturally occurring nitrates, which are good for our blood vessels, and they're also uh, rich in antioxidants and a bunch of other things. And that's actually another thing to talk about is that when we talk about 
having loads of fresh fruits and vegetables in our diet, one of the biggest benefits that that brings to sex is through its antioxidants. So life causes oxidation. And what that does is it damages our nerves. It slows nerve conduction. It damages our blood vessels so they're not as elastic. And a lot of the things that we're exposed to can even disrupt our hormones. And antioxidants basically fight off all the abuses that we take on in daily life. And those antioxidants have shown in research not only to strengthen nerve conduction, but actually to lead to better sexual satisfaction. So some of the studies were on women, for example, who had diabetic nerve damage due to um, you know, oxidative stress, but the diabetes can cause the nerves to fire more, more slowly. So they increased their antioxidants and then they had better sexual satisfaction. Imagine four days on a beach in paradise with three experts in sexual connection, helping the two of you become one sexually confident couple. Yeah, it is possible. Join Shannon Etheridge and friends at Nyer Resort and Spa in Placencia, Belize for the Sexually Confident Couple Workshop. Coming up in 2022, either May 29th through June 1st or June 1st through 4th. Register today at shannonetheridge.com by clicking on the workshops link. Space is incredibly limited, so don't miss this Sexually Confident Couple Workshop. It's truly going to be unbelievable. Give us some more examples of, talk to me about what you cook. Like when you're cooking for a family and your children may not want raw vegetables and that sort of thing, what do you go to? My kids have some favorites and they will actually ask me to make this. I personally make the best guacamole that exists according to my kids. Is it true um, that the avocado is like nature's perfect food, that that's like the best thing you can put in your body right up there with salmon? It's got a lot of fat in it. So there's there's that one little downside, but it's loaded with other things. It's got lots of potassium in it, which we, we should talk about. It's got lots of other vitamins and minerals and healthy fats. So it's really good for you. But especially when you add all of the other things into it, when you make a guacamole, we're adding onions, so we've got a lot of these, again, sulfuric compounds. We're adding fresh lime juice, which has tons of vitamin C, which again is an antioxidant. And it's also really good for mood, for sexual function. Lime juice? We're adding lime, yes, lemon and lime juice. And we add fresh garlic, which is actually an aphrodisiac. Again, very subtle. It, garlic it a little bit of research. aphrodisiac. <laughs> That's why my husband is all the time. He loves garlic. <laughs> <laughs> He's always like, you can put more garlic in that if you want. <laughs> well, there's some more aphrodisiacs in, in the uh, book. One of the aphrodisiacs actually that has a short-term action is cloves. Those have been measured to have a little bit of a, give you a little bit of a bump in sexual performance within a couple hours of eating it. So those little things that your mom would stick in the Easter ham, cloves? Yes. Okay. So can you like ground those and put them in like a smoothie or something? You can put them in just about everything. You can make like a saffron rice, which again, saffron's an aphrodisiac, throw a little bit of cloves in there. You can make, oh, you know what I actually like? Let me give you a recipe for those who don't like healthy foods. Okay. Who don't, you know, they, they don't like spinach. They don't like mushrooms. They don't like you know, any of those things, it's a chaga chai smoothie, or excuse me, chaga chai latte. 
And it's made with- Spell that. I know how to spell chai latte, but how do you spell the first word? Chaga, it's C-H-A-G-A. Okay. There's these little chunks of these, this barky substance, which is actually a mushroom and it grows on birch trees. It's loaded with antioxidants, anti-inflammatory. It has all of the benefits of mushrooms without actually tasting like mushrooms. It tastes like vanilla. And it was used as a coffee substitute in World War II because it has such a nice flavor and it gets to be this dark caramel color, just like coffee. So you boil up the chunks. And then what I do is I add some fennel, I add some cloves, I add some cinnamon, and a little bit of almond milk with a little honey, and it's a delicious chai latte. Uh, chai lattes are like my all-time favorite thing to get at Starbucks. That's like my major treat, but it's the ones that they sell aren't don't sound nearly as healthy as what you just yeah. described. <laughs> right. Um, okay, other aphrodisiac foods that we should be aware of? Well, the best studied aphrodisiac food that actually has some research to back it up is saffron. It's been used with animals as well as um, in human studies. And it does uh, show that, that when taken, subjects have stronger libido, have more sex and have better sex. Uh, so better sexual performance, better satisfaction. And there are a good handful of, of studies on that, which is more than a lot of the other aphrodisiacs. Most of them have like a couple. So it's certainly not something that's been, you know, really widely studied, but it has been studied. Okay. So, so saffron and then, then some other ones. Uh, I like the um, cloves and nutmeg. Those can also go in that smooth, that, that chai latte that I told you about because they have such a beautiful history and they're so fragrant and delicious. They were such a coveted spice a couple hundred years ago, so much that, that wars were fought over them. They only grew in a very small part of Indonesia, but they have such an aromatic, lovely fragrance. Um, you telling me about lime juice earlier, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I'm one of those people that uh, I got on the carbonated water craze and I would come home with like four or five 12 packs of carbonated water and then have to take extra trips to the recycle center with all these empty cans. My husband got me a soda stream for my birthday, but the syrups can be kind of expensive and I wasn't sure what was in them. And I said, I don't think that I need a syrup. I think I'll just put a squirt of lime juice in one of them and a squirt of lemon juice in another one. And maybe some days mix the two together. So you're telling me that I'm actually making a pre-sex cocktail in my, <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, interestingly, vitamin C has been shown in research to improve mood within a couple hours. And whenever our moods higher, remember, sexual function is this cocktail of chemicals in our body, including dopamine, including, you know, all these other substances. And when our mood is better physiologically, we are more receptive to sexual advances to sexuality in general. So vitamin C, is, yeah, it's a great thing to have a pre-sex cocktail. And so vitamin C foods can also include oranges, strawberries. What else am I missing? Well, that brings us to another interesting, um, interesting food and that's potatoes. Potatoes have a lot of vitamin C, but they also have a lot of potassium, which is lacking in our diet. 
So most of us get way too much salt, not enough potassium. And historically, humans used to take in about 10 times as much potassium as we did sodium. Now it's reversed. We take about 10 times as much sodium as potassium in our diets, and it wreaks havoc on our blood vessels. So when we can include some higher potassium foods like potatoes, which also have vitamin C, like yams, but we have to eat the skins because about 40% of the minerals are in the skin. I love this. I like the skin too. And of course, our bananas, mangoes. Is it both white potatoes and sweet potatoes? Yes, yes. Both of them are high in potassium. And any particular uh, kind that you gravitate toward? Like, I love the baby reds, but like, does the russet potatoes have more or anything like that? Or just potatoes? You know, that's a really good question. I don't know. I, the reason that I came across freaking out right now that we're talking about potatoes. Well, absolutely. I know potatoes are one of those things that is, you know, it's kind of been villainized in most, you know, diets, but they have a lot to bring to the table. They really do. Not when you fry them and you chop them up and you have them as French fries. We tend to put a lot of grease in with our, with our potatoes, but when you eat them baked or boiled, they, they offer so many benefits to sex. Well, I have discovered an air fryer and my life will never be the same. And so potatoes, broccoli, the other night we did a medley of it was uh, broccoli, green beans, beets, cauliflower, um, potatoes, onions, and mushrooms. So like we just piled a whole bunch of veggies on the tray and just brushed it with olive oil, sprinkled salt, pepper, garlic salt, put them in there and we feasted on them. And it just, it feels so good to put that kind of stuff in your body, knowing that you're doing something good for yourself. So you're oh, telling you know. me. Huh? <laughs> I said, little did you know that that was a very great, you know, very good sex meal that you had. I love it. I totally love it. <laughs> and I have noticed that whenever I'm doing like a whole 30 where I'm just eating natural foods that don't have a label on it, unprocessed foods, I have noticed that my body doesn't seem to be as dry. And what I mean by that is when I'm eating a lot of processed foods or especially sugar, my mouth will dry out. I'll feel like I have dry eyes a lot of time. And I have often thought, I'll bet my vaginal juices are probably having the same effect, but when I'm eating whole foods, I don't wake up with the incredibly dry mouth and dry eyes and stuff. And I have wondered if I'm not having better sex when I'm eating whole foods like that. So you're saying that my theory is very accurate. Absolutely. I love it. I'm so glad I met you. I, I'm <laughs> oh, your publicist. Thank you so much for introducing the two of us via email. And if they want to learn more, how can they find you and how can they find the book, Christine? My book is on Amazon. It's Diet for Great Sex. And my name is Christine Delosier. So they can find it under my name or you can go to dietforgreatsex.com. Okay. Anything else that you want to share with us? Just... In general, eat lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. You can't go wrong with that. Whether you're trying to do keto, whether you're trying to do plant-based, whether you're not trying to do a diet at all, or, or if you rebel against diets and you say, nope, I'm not doing that. You know, just try to have more fruits and vegetables. And that just makes you feel good in the long run and in the short run. And it does very much affect sex. Yeah. My goal for this year was to eat a lot more fish and a lot more vegetables and some, you know, some fruits, I can overdo it on the fruits pretty easily, but that if I just focus on uh, seafood, vegetables, nuts, really good quality dairy, like cheese or yogurt, 
and uh, some fruits sprinkled in there, but avoid the sugar in processed foods. So I'm on the right track. I can tell my husband that Christine said that I should be good to go in the sex department. Now convincing him (laughs) not the same lifestyle. There's the challenge. So I hope that this has been some helpful information for you. We certainly appreciate you tuning in to Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and Friends. If you have some things that you would like to add to the discussion, you can either email us at ontap at shannonetheridge.com. Or if you would like to chime in verbally, you are welcome to call us at 321-30-ON-TAP. Again, it's 321-30-ON-TAP. We love you for listening and we thank you for tapping on us. 